Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. Live free in the right world. <laughs> Missed that up. You know what? We've it's never free, done an edit. Right in the real world. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Live right in the real world. We have never done an edit, so I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> right on. We want to live free and right. <laughs> so. What, what people don't realize is just before going on the broadcast, we were laughing, we were talking, we were praying, and so just the mind is all over the place this morning, but we have a great show for you today. We had a blockbuster show yesterday. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, I implore you to go back and listen to it. It is a message of hope when there's so much doom and gloom out there, uh, and by the way, we have faith, and we go on our faith and our discernment with this. We don't know how all of this plays out. We're giving out some theories. We're giving out, okay, this is maybe what could be going on. We do know how it all ends because Jesse and I do not hide the fact that we are Christians. And this isn't a necessarily a, a Bible thumping uh, broadcast. We talk about political stuff. We talk about real life. We talk about live right in the real world. But we do not hide our faith, and we know exactly how this ends. We do not know the time in which it ends. Now, we do, there are clues in the Bible of the seasons, and it seems to be lining up with the seasons. And particularly, if you have not heard Jesse's full story, please go back on the podcast on pod, rightonradio.podbean.com and listen to Jesse's story because she actually was being raised to usher in the Antichrist at this time. But that was the enemy's time. That does not mean it was God's time. So we just think that we're in a season. We don't know 100% for sure. Only the Father knows. But we're going to have some fun exploring some different possibilities, what could be happening. You're going to feel good at the end of this broadcast in these grim times because we think there's a lot of really good stuff going on. For any of you who are listening on Spreaker, please go over to Podbean, rightonradio.podbean.com. Spreaker will be gone at the end of January. It is terminated. It will be gone. Podbean is our home. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. And by the way, if you're listening on Podbean, you can watch on YouTube, but... Remember, Podbean is our fail-safe. That's where you need to subscribe. You can watch it on YouTube, but be subscribed on Podbean, please. So, before I bring her on, for the very first time in Right On Radio history, and I didn't request this, but I'm putting it out there to the audience now, I have a title for my guest my co-host, and it was listener-suggested. Oh, listener-suggested so, title. Listener-suggested. So send in your suggested titles <laughs> for testing <laughs> because it's just fun. Make it good. That's right. I, I still need somebody to make me, you know, like a 
a jacket or something, you know, with uh, all my badges of titles of honor. So, you oh, know. That would be good. And I will put right. in the money to do that if someone has the talent. <laughs> all right. Here she is. She is, and by the way, for the person who suggested this, <laughs> I just literally closed the window before going on broadcast, so I don't have your name in front of me, but I remember the name that you suggested for Jesse. She is the breaker of Brennan, and her name is Jesse Zaboder. <laughs> breaker of Brennan, there we go, yes. That's good, right? That. That is amazing. I like that title. Yes. Nothing makes me happier than, you know, I know it's wrong. It's probably not biblical, but I love to harass that man. So. Well, we could break the evil spirit and have him repent, Jesse, which would be the end answer to your prayer. Right. Right. You know, I just figure someday maybe the humorous harassment will just get him laughing and break that prideful spirit. So that's my goal, you know. And by the way, I was going to ad lib and add a word, but I wanted to stay true to the person who suggested. I was going to say the breaker of boo, Brennan, because the boo <laughs> yes. stuck in my head so much after Sunday's broadcast. Did I ever explain where that, I mean, it's a really short story where that came from. Please. It, it, it's actually because, you know, these, all these individuals way back, you know, it was 1981 when it started, when I became aware of it, and I'm sure it was going on far beyond that. But they would meet daily, or sorry, not daily, they would meet weekly. So every Sunday, there'd be brunch at my family's house, and all these people would get together, and it was under the guise of their book club. And they literally brought the book to kill a mockingbird. And that was the book that they were doing the book club about. So if I, you know, I'd hear that term mockingbird a bunch, but then I'd be listening and I was smart enough, you know, I was only like four and a half, five. And I'd be like, this is not about the book. Right. And so I'd ask questions and I'd always just be told, no, no, you know, they're talking about the book. Well, then the other thing was that, that you know, Brennan would stay in a house that was uh, you know, probably about five, six houses down from where we were. And we couldn't just walk straight down the sidewalk when we had to walk to school. We'd have to go two houses before the place he was, cross the street, walk past the house, you know, two houses past, then cross back, then go to school. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, you know, this guy is at our house every week, you know, like, why do we have to cross the street when we pass that house, right? And I would be told that it was because he was like Boo Radley in the book, and there was something creepy and scary about that, okay? So that's how he got the nickname Boo. <laughs> I just knew. It was like, oh, there's Boo, Boo Radley. <laughs> so that's how he got the nickname Boo. So it is a term of endearment. <laughs> You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, to the listeners who have posted in the comments, and by the way, and this was done in, in love. In fact, those words were even said. But please notice that I did not interrupt Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for letting me get the whole thought out. But go ahead, carry on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, could we address that real quick? Yeah. Because it's come up on a couple shows. And when Jesse and I get together before we go and do this broadcast, we actually usually come with very similar ideas on how the show is going to go together. And kind of, you know, my job in the show is to ensure that we get kind of the major point across of what we do. And, and one of my gifts, and, and I think Jesse's as well, is we could take really complex issues and a whole bunch of moving parts and kind of tie them in so they make sense. And we're going to do that for you again today. Uh, sometimes, because Jesse has such a vast knowledge base, she'll come out and she'll say something. I'm thinking, okay, that's a rabbit hole. We can't go down because we'll lose the purpose of this particular show. So I have done it on purpose a couple of times. And she's yeah. got me. It's true. I caught you red hand, um, but it was all right. And, and and the other part of it is that listen, we're sitting here, we're we're winging it. You're when when you're doing one of these shows, you can have things prepared and things come up and different thoughts come into your mind. And you know, I'm just I'm not a perfect person, so <laughs> forgive me. But that, that's just kind of you know, if you if you don't like it. Um, Maybe I can do a, a ed, Jeff edited <laughs> version, but I'll work on interrupting you more. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, but it's important to also say, like when Jesse did a big decode, like on Sunday, Jesse went for an hour and a half. I didn't interrupt yeah. at all because that was the whole purpose of that show was to get out that information. Right. Right. So it's just kind of the nature of the program. If, if it offends you, I apologize, but change, eh, not likely. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get through, Jesse. Uh, what a great show yesterday. I felt good after that show. Like, I, I, my spirits were lifted. So, and a lot of people made those comments as well, that their spirits were lifted. So, yeah, that's, that's our goal in this time, you know, is... We, we have to keep the faith at this time. We have to keep our minds in the right place. And that's really where the front line of the battle, it, it's waging in our minds. And if we give way to all the negativity, you know, we're going to be sucked down this black hole. We don't want to be sucked down. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, exactly. And and so our, our show prep for yesterday, you know, obviously we did research, we put together a whole bunch of stuff we were going to talk about, but literally the show prep was, Jesse, we have to do a message of hope. Mm -hmm. That's yep. it. And we built the show around that. I was just going to say, I mean, we're pretty good at that last minute, you know, or <laughs> improvising to meet the end goal. Yeah, but you know, we have a lot of information that we can just pull in and pull out because we're constantly working on this. And yeah, and, and, go ahead. And we're working at this literally to the detriment of our family, of our friends. We're taking a risk doing this. If you knew what I did for a living, and I'm a very private person, so I don't share that stuff uh, on the air. And it's not that I'm not, you know. When all this stuff is over, I'll give you my last name. I'll do that. In fact, if you go through older episodes, it's even on there. So it's not a big secret. I didn't start this to do it anonymously. You know, I use my name, Jeff. I kind of tell you where I live. 
but we're doing this at a risk. Uh, those corporations that are banning the mega MAGA guys, they were, so I'm hired to do specific roles for companies bigger than those ones mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I'm risking a livelihood. I've lost a lot of friends. <laughs> Loved ones are attacking me. Right. And uh, Jessie's just lived this all her life. <laughs> the badge of honor, that's what we call it. The, the badge of the honor of service. But God has brought Jesse and I together to do this broadcast. And, you know, even when we first started it, and we'll get to the information in a second, I just feel sentimental all of a sudden, Jesse. <laughs> when, right. uh, when we first started, like, literally, I had a couple hundred downloads. You know, we, like this podcast started in September, and it was audio only. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, you've liked and shared so much. We're, our numbers are going through the roof. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, it's not about us. It's about getting the message out. But I had asked Jesse because she's been on big shows, why would you do this show? And I'm not going to give her answer. I'm not going to say it, uh, but I will say it edified me and it has given me the strength to this day to put it on the line and to do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the sentimental, you know, I meant it and, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's get to some news, views, opinions, and attitudes. And as you can tell, I do some news. I have some views. I have some opinions. She's got the attitude. I I don't have the attitude. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, well, you might after this. So one of the things that came up after yesterday's show is a couple people have agreed with you on the chaplain's prayer and her point of view. Oh, good. I am glad. And you know, I must admit a lot of chaplain prayers and um you know it's interesting like especially with the military and the government um they have so many regulations on chaplains like you literally you cannot read scripture, you cannot um pray in Jesus name unless it is the person you're ministering to's belief, then you can ask for permission and do it. So, you know, it's interesting, her words, um, you can tell it falls into that line of uh, the, the regular corporate government chaplain who's following all the rules um, and makes it very prolific. But, but see, what I catch is, is the, what I call Illuminati double talk, where they're very gifted at saying one thing and yet it's like a total slap in the face, cut you down, you know, kind of like those Southern women who are like, oh, aren't you a little peach, you know, <laughs> like, but you know, they hate you. And if they had the moment, they would just, you know, tear you to pieces. So that's what I was picking up in her prayer. It didn't even sound like she was praying to God. It, it to me and I hate to, I'm going to give this disclaimer because I, I don't know her. I don't know her heart. I don't know where she really stands with her faith. But, you know, you get used to when you hear people pray, you can tell those who are talking to the Lord versus what she was doing. It almost sounded 
like she was correcting people who were not in line with the system, you know, that their forgiveness is needed because you've done this or this or this. And it didn't sound like a conversation with the Lord. So that was the big thing I was picking up. Um, that double talk almost. So, so I never thought that she was praying to the Lord. I was just catching the words, forgive us for our selfish ambition and for betraying the American people. But, uh, oh, another question, because you had mentioned you were looking at the pin and I probably yeah. interrupted you. <laughs> um, well, I noticed with the pin, um, it was interesting because you have this person, they said that because Nancy couldn't be there, she had requested or appointed this person to come and open the session. Um, and Nancy always wears a gold pin of sorts in that same spot on her coat jacket. So I noticed that this woman also ironically was wearing a pin I'd have to go back through some videos, but it looked like a pin that Nancy herself has worn before. So that's kind of what caught my attention was like, is she wearing one of Nancy, Nancy's pins? Like, <laughs> you know, so it was just interesting. And who knows, maybe, maybe they've got a set of pins that she wears for sessions that have microphones or something, you know, attached in them. So maybe you know, when this woman went on, but she did have a mic in front of her. So I was like, huh, you know, you know, whenever I hear the prayers or even just think of Washington, DC, Washington, DC, if you see the Masonic map of it, I just say, I just say they're praying to the Masonic God, you know, yeah. uh, every building in DC has a, a, a Masonic symbol on it. The, the roads are constructed Mason wise. It's all this stuff. But Speaking of prayer, and this wasn't in my show notes, Jesse, but one thing I've been meaning to say that was really fantastic. So the day of the 6th, a lot of controversy. People listening to this show know what really happened, but some patriots did get in there and they got right into the congressional house. And you know what they did? What did they do? <laughs> they prayed and there was even someone with a megaphone saying, Lord, this is your house. This is, and they dedicated it back to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's awesome. I know I heard like on the outside, there were a lot of people who were singing praise songs or there were prayers going on for people who were outside. So I hadn't seen the video of them inside. So that's awesome. So I didn't see a video. It was a, it was a witness. Uh, one of the people who was in the room uh, did an interview on a TV station, and he said, this is what happened. That's interesting. And it wasn't the Capitol. There was another, I caught another video um, that had a gentleman praying um, before, I, I don't know if it was a senator or somebody from the government had come up. But what was very interesting was that person very, not only did he give a invitation in his prayer to come to the Lord, but he ended it with in Jesus name. And so I had caught that. So at first, when you were talking about the prayer, I thought you were maybe talking about that one. And I was going to say that was a bold move because, you know, literally they will fire you if you pray in Jesus name. Oh yeah. You know, 
and that's even at the veterans hospitals. Like, you know, I had to ask people, you know, you're, you say you're a Christian. Would it be okay if I share a Bible verse with you? Would it be okay if I pray with you? And then I'd have to even go, would it be meaningful if I pray for you in Jesus name? Would you like me to pray with you now or just pray for you personally in my own prayer time? Like you have to be that detailed. Um, you know, so it, it gets interesting. There's a lot of rules and regulations around that. Well, and yes, I, the, the, the name of Jesus offends a lot of people. And, yeah. and probably some people just stopped watching this stream right now. <laughs> I don't know, though. You know, I got to say, you know, in all my years, like in over 15 years, by asking those questions, like, because I'd ask every single person I went to go visit, I've never, I think, let me not say never, I think only once I had somebody turn me down and say no. Um, everybody else, they wanted the prayer and almost 90% of the time they wanted me to pray there with them, not just, you know, leave the room and keep them in my prayers. Like they wanted me to stand there and hold their hand and pray with them. So that says a lot. Well, that mimics my experience when I'm with someone in person and someone's in, you know, a hard time or something, especially, do you want me to pray for you? They mm -hmm. say, absolutely. No one, I don't think anyone has ever said no. Yeah, I think, I, like I said, I've only had like one person ever say no, and it wasn't disrespectful. I think like they had, they really were not feeling good and were kind of nauseous and were just like, you know, I'm just really, I got to say no, I'm not up to it, you know. And it was like, no problem, you know. So it wasn't like a disrespectful, like I don't want prayer or you're Christian. You know, I had one guy who was like, you know, I don't want no freaking chaplain, you know, and it was like, but I had such a bad day and I'm usually not this sassy to clients, <laughs> but I just grabbed my badge and I was like, oh, hell, I don't want to be a chaplain today. I was like, would it be okay if I just sit down for a moment and, and talk? And, and he started laughing. He was like, sure, grab a seat. We ended up having this amazing conversation and, uh, you know, it was so funny. And by the time I was done, he was like, hey, he's like, when you need a break tomorrow, why don't you come, come on by again? <laughs> I was like, he's like, just make sure you leave your badge at the door. I was like, sounds good. I'll be back. <laughs> Jesse, that's so textbook of our 45th episode when I was talking about the frequencies. You lowered your frequency to go to him and you brought it up. By the way, that's not new age stuff. That's just actual yeah. literally it works <laughs> it just does it works. <laughs> all right we've got a lot of stuff to go through uh we can go through it pretty quick this is going to be a super long episode uh but i have something that might shock you towards the end of this and it's funny someone else said that this yesterday and it came from a different place hmm. uh, but i'm going to give you more than the other person did and give you it might be a good thing okay so the first thing is i just found a clip and i want to play a little bit of music for you guys i love music i hope you do and i think this will just set the tone for this particular show and if you don't mind this first clip is two minutes and 40 seconds so let me do this and 
I'm going to share my screen. This took place in the White House. Now, this wasn't yesterday. I, I don't know the date on it. But this took place in the White House, and it was actually just a beautiful thing. To back into the Congress. He's been invited into the White House. He's a gentleman. He likes to be invited. Right. Very much so. I'm telling you, this is going to be biblical. You know, God works through man, and we don't know what man does, and we don't put our faith in man. We're not putting our faith in the current president. We thank God for him, but it's what God is going to do that I think is what's and you know i keep thinking it's going to be biblical again like and and remember one thing that i've said consistently and i've said this since september jesse is this thing has to look like it's completely over there is no recourse because man isn't going to get the credit in this 
God's going to get the credit. I believe that in all my heart and my faith is towards that. So your part, if you're a believer is to have faith. And if you don't want to be a commie, just have faith (laughs) in that as well, you know? Well, that fit perfectly, you know, even with my story that, you know, to talk about the oppression, even as a chaplain, where that's your job, you know, is to minister to people, uh, minister to their faith, to pray, and, you know, to see all of a sudden that stuff openly happening in the White House with no repercussions, that that's a huge change. Um, you know, people go back and study even the chaplain thing, um, you'll see how deep the oppression was, how suppressed faith has been. Yeah, and it has been in these big 501c3 churches too. Yep. Uh, Mark Taylor is on to something with that tirade that he's on. All right, so I say that, that, you know, it's going to look hopeless. And I started out with a faith thing for a reason. Because what I'm going to say towards the end of this broadcast is maybe going to shock you. And I don't know if it's going to come true. But I'm going to build up to it and I'm going to give a couple things. Now, I've been following this guy, Kent Christmas, since we played that first prophetic message before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just resided so much with me, Jesse. And he did a talk, like a Wednesday night talk, just sitting behind his desk. It was, you know, just him talking. He was talking about how faith is important. He goes, listen, I realize, he goes, if God doesn't come through on these things, these bold claims I've made, I'm okay with getting a job. He goes, my ministry will be over. That's okay. I'm all right with that. He goes, I don't think that's going to happen. I think God's going to come through. He's holding into it, but He's brought up some things in this little conversation last night that he did uh, that we've brought up on this broadcast like for the last month as well. And one of the things is I read a whole the whole story about Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Right. And and Elijah's faith, like he's mocking them. He wasn't the only prophet at the time. This is this is a good point to understand. There was all kinds of prophets. They were hiding in caves for their lives. He's out there. There's, you know, hundreds of them, and he's mocking them. That's faith. Now, you don't have to be stupid with your faith. He was anointed to do that, but that's faith. And so we're going to need that to get through this, and God's looking for people who have faith. But he also said with, uh, with Elijah and he brought up Elijah and the faith of Elijah. And so I just started looking again this morning at, at some scriptures. And I, this isn't going to be a big, uh, long read by any strength, stretch of the mind. But the very last uh, couple verses in the New Testament, this is going from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. Now, I'm not thinking we're going into a new covenant with God, but I think we're going into a new time. Mm-hmm. So... And and I would believe this literally. I'm just going to say maybe God has more than one use for it. I'm just going to put it out there. And it says, see, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. And I believe he's going to literally do that. And then the next verse says, he will turn the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land in total destruction. Wow. 
So I kind of think that that parallels where we are right now. People are getting off of the mainstream news. They're getting off of these things. We, we don't go to the Roman Colosseum anymore like we used to, you know, being distracted by sports. We're getting back to what is actually important in life. And these things bring real joy. They don't bring the artificial joy. And by the way, I've been the guy screaming in the stands at a rock concert at an NFL game. I love that stuff. But that's not, that's temporary. Right. And the, I think I agree too. You know, we've had all this time during this pandemic. You see the families, units kind of coming back together. A lot of people, you know, drawing into their immediate family. Yeah. Yeah. We've been forced to. So, you know, God can use the plans of the enemy to, right. to glorify to himself. Yeah. And I see that all over this. And and now, so I'm going to give him credit because it's a great quote. and I'm going to steal it from now on. Uh, but Kent Christmas also said this last night. You'll believe a tweet, but you won't believe a scripture. That is just a very powerful, powerful word. And so true. <laughs> you, you know, know? And people will believe tweets that aren't even true, that th- they haven't researched, they haven't, you know, dug into it, they haven't tested it. And yet, scripture that has been proven true throughout time, that is the living word of God, they won't even read a line of it. Won't even read a line. And they certainly reject it when they hear it. All right, so I'm going somewhere with this. Last night on our program, we talked a lot about the storm. We had presented the evidence because POTUS put it out yesterday, emergency declarations for storm relief, storms that happened back in 2020. And why would he put them out on the 13th of January? It was interesting. And I'm, and we listed off some reasons and there's some calendar uh, comparisons. There's some neat stuff, but I thought there's got to be more to it because, you know, Connecticut, Georgia, Utah, and Louisiana, um, you know, it just, it seemed like an odd thing. Like, why, wouldn't, why wasn't Florida in there? Why wasn't Texas in there? Um, you know, uh, Puerto Rico could have been on there. Why? So then I started thinking, well, what is it about Connecticut, Georgia, Utah, and Louisiana? And I don't know if this is it. I'm just going to put out a theory here. And I'm not sure how Louisiana fits into it. But Connecticut, there's a special prosecutor from Connecticut called Durham. Mm. And with this special power of the emergency declaration, these people actually override the government in their responsibilities now. They can be delegated to override and to take control. Interesting. So Connecticut, you have Durham. And by the way, that was the last, second last cucumber club post. Mm-hmm. And there was someone who asked what Cucumber Club 
is I did respond to your thing. It's our clever way of saying the 17th letter of the alphabet that coincides. Saying the actual letter. <laughs> that's right. Because we would not be broadcasting here if we did. There's apparently a war against it. By the way, you don't go to war against something if it's ineffective. Right. If it's not scary. And when all the powers that be, all the mainstream media, everything, all gangs up on this. You know, something's going on. You know, something's going on. So then I thought, okay, Utah. What about Utah? And then, oh, hold on. Isn't that special prosecutor Huber, who we haven't heard anything from, just like Durham? He was doing all the all the the killery stuff, right? Hmm. He's from Utah. Yeah, very interesting. And, and so I don't know because the state seemed random, and then I yeah. thought Georgia. There's that guy Lynn Wood, who. Hmm actually isn't working for the the president but he kind of is i would say (laughs) he's doing it as a citizen but you know he might just be appointed something who knows he's one of those special people who serve our country and the only thing about louisiana is it's it's a pretty solid red state (laughs) you know that's for sure so i don't know about that yeah i can't think of any like if you're sticking with that theme, I can't think of any individuals who prominently would be from there. But one of the interesting things, and I just have to be very careful how I word this, um, Louisiana really is a portal hub um, access point for anybody doing trafficking. And, um, you know, off of the Louisiana waters, you have access to, you know, Florida, to um, New Mexico, to Mexico, to the Caribbean islands. Um, So there's been a lot of trafficking off of those waterways. And, um, you know, it's, it's so rooted in, we'll just say hoodoo, voodoo, black magic, Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Hexfest, if people look up Hexfest, that's hosted there. And what's interesting is usually that is hosted on a boat off the water. So, um, you know, that just ironically, you know, we had talked about how those dates matched up with ritual dates. Um, it it might be interesting for people to go back the past four years and and align that and see when were the dates of Hexfest the past four years. I do believe usually it's around that time in August, um, September when they've had those events. Mm. And so, those are those are some of the dates exactly from this. Yeah. Because, and and they were storm. It was relief. It was for the protection of the people for you know, to them, for them to assume control. So there's something going on there. Right. So, so there's a, a, maybe an evil connection to this whole operation that needs to be put maybe, down. Yeah, possibly that needs to be looked at, but we and, encourage people to research, dig, you know, we're not always accurate. 
sometimes we're just putting pieces out there. Listen, we're just putting pieces of the puzzle out there. We don't have all the answers. We have the main answer, which is faith, but we also have to take action. And some of your action might be just having faith. Right. But uh, be careful what you listen to. Don't listen to these really down, down, down programs. You know, la actually, that's a short story. Last night, I went to a friend's place. I decided to start playing guitar again. And uh, so brought my guitar. We're going to start playing every Wednesday. The day might change, but. I walked in there and he had Fox News on and it was all these guys saying, you know, Trump should have, he was absolutely wrong. He made this insurrection and you know, this was on Fox. And I said, listen, you got to turn that off right now or I'm walking right out. I don't <laughs> want that garbage in my head anymore. Right. I just won't, won't take it in there. All right. Back to the storm, Jesse. I was reminded of another story that we talked about and that was jesus walking on the water but mm. this is a different tale and I, let me re just read the scriptures and for those of you who uh who, who you know who, who aren't believers we can pretend it's a tweet <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah my humor will get me in trouble someday <laughs> yes okay here we are so I'm just going to read pretty short. The day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. So it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mm -hmm. So why do I say that? That's a good question. Why do you say that? Okay, so let me just look at the story. And I'm just using my common sense discernment. I don't have all the answers. I wasn't there. But these guys were seasoned fishermen. They were used to going out in boats and stuff like that, right? So when you go out into a boat and you go out into the sea, you get used to sensing weather patterns. You can sense the barometric pressure dropping. You can sense, you know, the wind starting to pick up. There's, you know, different things. And they didn't really see this storm coming. And when it did come, they were very afraid. So they were probably have been in rough water before, but this was really, really rough. Right. But what I want to contend to you today, I'm just looking at this in context of what we're talking about. Jesus was the storm. He sent it. He sent it so he could teach them this lesson. And think of what we're going through right now. Like literally, freedom is on the line. In every aspect of your life, we're going through a storm, and I believe he's letting it happen mm -hmm. so that you can learn to have faith and turn to the things that are important. 
like loving him, loving your family, loving your neighbor, and making a difference in your community. But that's not all. We have more. <laughs> right? No, you know, that's very plausible. You know, it goes both ways. There, you know, as you were saying that, the first passage that stuck in my head was about um, Elijah. And there's a scripture passage where it talks about he asked to see the Lord's face. And the Lord tells him he won't see his face, but that he will pass by. And so he has Elijah in this cleft of a rock. And the first thing that happens is this massive storm that comes through. But then it says the Lord was not in the storm. And it wasn't until the still, small, quiet voice that was when the Lord told Elijah that he could look and he saw the Lord passing by. Um, so it's just kind of interesting that, you know, if anything, you have that theme of the storm and then them seeing the power of God right after. That ties uh, both these stories totally together, Jesse. That's perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, and then the other one is, um, let me think now, which one? Um, do, do, do. Now I lost it. Oh, with Israel, when they were coming out of Egypt, you have many times in the Old Testament, especially around the tabernacle, it says that the Lord appeared as a cloud or as a pillar of fire. But uh, several times that cloud was dark with lightning and bolts, thunder. Um, and so literally the Lord appeared as a storm. And that was what, you know, when it was on top of, I think it was Mount Sinai, the Israelites were so terrified that literally they cried and begged and said, Lord, your voice is too great for us. In, in this storm, your voice is too great for us. Please don't speak to us anymore. Only speak to your servant Moses and speak to us through Moses. So that was when God, at that time, went straight to speaking through the prophets and did not speak to the people anymore face to face. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, you know, just speaking of storms, I think it's worth saying this again. Um, storms can be scary. We're calling for you to be calm. But also, with storms in these modern times, we have things like blackouts. And there's been blackouts around the world. Now, there was a blackout in Saudi Arabia. There was a blackout in Iran. There was a blackout in Pakistan. There's been blackouts in certain cities in the United States, there has been a shaking. There was an earthquake not too long ago in Alaska. There's things happening right now. And don't do it out of fear, doing out of being smart. But, you know, depending where you live, you have to prepare differently. Uh, you know, if you're in a colder place, you might want to get some wood. You should always have a couple weeks of groceries. You know, just make these common sense decisions and just because of the time we're in right now and i'm i have no knowledge of what's going to happen but honestly if you haven't done it do it today mm -hmm. yeah 
do it today. All right, so all of that being said, we see that there's military out, we see that there's storms, we see there's operations, we have people writing in our comments, yep, my uh, my nephew just got deployed, my son just got deployed, they're told, they're told to bring live rounds out to the yeah. cities that they're going to. There is something happening, okay? And, and this whole impeachment thing is just a distraction. It is literally a distraction. It's like, don't look here. It's made for TV. I'm so convinced. But before I say what I was going to say, and, and I'm going to bring up a prophecy from Kim Clement. Now, Kim Clement was probably one of the most notable and accurate prophets mm -hmm. of modern age. And I, yeah. you, the, the spirit just reeks off of him. Honestly, I just, you know, I put a lot of stock into some of his prophecies and you know, prophecy is a way that God speaks to his people a lot of the time. And so before I get into that and say what he said, and in fact, I'm going to have his daughter read the words to you. Remember a couple days ago, we were talking about us incorporated, right? In 1871, the U.S. became incorporated. It's not running under its own constitution. It's been a sham. Government has not been accountable. This is how they've got away with everything they have doing, how they've pillaged the land in so many ways. It's the United States of America. The constitutional one is the United States for America, and they took away constitutional law, and they put in maritime law. Go back to episode 30. We had a great guest who we'll get back on because he really broke it down to the finest detail, and it's life-changing to hear what, what he has to say and how they put a bond on you at birth with your birth certificate and stuff, and, and he has facts to back it up. It's pretty undeniable. So I say all of that for a reason. So right now we have a constitutional republic kind of sitting in the background and we have a corporated republic in the foreground, which is what they're operating under. So, well, I'm going to let these words play and then uh, maybe Jesse and I will both make a comment or two on it. Uh, I think you'll find this to be a little bit shocking. At least I did to even consider it. But we should be ready for all things, right? So right. let's entertain a negative possibility and then make it a happy time. <laughs> oh, I got to get better words. <laughs> happy time was a great word. What are you talking about? So this is Kim Clement, uh, read by his daughter. It's just going to be a very short prophecy. It's about a minute and a half that she's going to read. So it was done on April 4th, 2008 in Seattle, Washington. Again, read by Donna Clement Petruska and uh, support their ministry. Look for uh, House of Destiny, I believe is the name of it. Uh, and really follow them. Follow Kim Clement. So, uh, by the way, Kim Clement is Kim with a K, K-I-M, 
someone had asked the question, Clement, C-L-E-M-E-N-T for the audio, only people who are not seeing it written on the screen. All right, here it goes. Washington. And they shall say, but now there is a second president. How can we have two presidents? An unusual thing, isn't it, said the Spirit of the Lord. Why would it be that one with a double mind would stand up and face the people? No, they shall say, we have two presidents. What do we do now? Fear not, for God said, as I promised before, this is my nation, and I will change things according to the time and season. And I told you now, I will expose and reveal things that have been hidden so that my nation can move into this next election and to the next phase with victory and honor and glory, says the Lord of hosts. I prophesy America. I prophesy America. You are a light, salt, joy. You are a light, salt, joy. I declare this upon this nation. Great, great prosperity again. Oil prices that shall change rapidly. And when the new source of energy suddenly unfolds, people will say, oh God, how, how, how did we miss it? It was so easy. At the right time, and the time is now, says the Spirit of God. So that's the culmination of so many things we've been saying, Jesse. Yeah, it really is. You know, it, it kind of struck me too. It's interesting, you know, as you were reminding about the corporation, um, you know, we've got these two things. We've got the constitution and we've got the organization, the, ins- the corporation. And, you know, one of the interesting things is that Trump has done this entire presidency without getting paid. Now think about it. If you're part of a corporation, they pay you. So by not being paid by the corporation, it really puts them in a bind. They have no ownership, no control over this president at all. He fully is, you know, in a long time, the first president of the people. And he'll say that over and over again, you know, I'm in this for you. I'm returning your country to you. So who is he directly working for? Us, the people. And that, you know, I didn't put that together. That's such a great point. He has, he's not, he hasn't been beholden to them. He wasn't beholden to them to raise the funds to become the president. Right. He hasn't taken a penny from them. He's done it at his own will. And his very, his inauguration speech back in 2017 was said, we're returning the power to the people. And then he was mocked by like George Bush and everything. But that was the strangest speech I've ever heard, they said. You yeah. know? Well, um, it explains too. I mean, it, it really takes a lot of power out of their hands. You know, they haven't been able to impeach, even if they take it to trial or hearings. Um, you know, if you think of a corporation, usually they'd just be like, you're fired, you're out of here, let's get our next guy in. They can't do that because he's not under their thumb. That's right. But the system is still operating. Um, right. It's well, maybe operating. it's broken. They're having, they're having to find clever ways to do that. Maybe it's broken and we don't know it, but it has to be broken. That's for sure. Right. So there was a couple things. And remember, this is for 2000, from 2008. Now, since 2008, I haven't seen a scenario when we could have two presidents. One clearly won. Even the Democrats see he clearly won. 
you know, like, you know, biggest landslide probably in U.S. history because, you know, look at the guy he's running against, right? Like, it, 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 it's clear that he won. So if he won, but someone else is sworn in, you have two presidents. Right. Now, my question is, why didn't they do this scheme the first time around when they thought Hillary would not lose? Why did they not start declaring her the full president and putting things in place? That That's kind of interesting. Well, we have the answer to that. I think we talked about it before. So what had happened was the fix was in for her. Just he got so many votes that blew up their algorithms and they weren't prepared with all the ballots from China and stuff to put in. They literally got overwhelmed. And there was a white hat that actually hacked in and stopped them from doing manipulations on the machines. Right. There's a lot of evidence to that. So they, the fix was in, it just didn't work. This time it worked, but they expected it. And by the way, the, they're in the 2018, that was a, a majority for the red as well. Right. And, and I guess you're right. We didn't have the pandemic going at that time, you know, so they couldn't virtually inaugurate her or anything. So in that prophecy, it says we'll have two presidents. It's really strange. He's doing it so stuff can be exposed. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing it, I'm paraphrasing it, of course, but he's doing it so we can have another election. Another election is mentioned. Right. It's mentioned that there's going to bring prosperity mm-hmm. and that oil prices will change because of new energy and everything. Now, remember when I read off the key elements of Nasara a few episodes ago? Yes. That's Nasara. He has to announce a... Uh, a new election within 120 days. It's going to release over 6,000 patents with energy, medical, all kinds of stuff. And if, if the other guy gets sworn in right now, if you get sworn in, you're being sworn in as essentially the CEO. You're not being sworn in as the president. And, and if the company goes bankrupt, all the employees, guess what? Lose their jobs. <clears throat> Maybe this has to play out that way. Right. No, I think that's a great explanation, you know, and people, or we should find comfort and assurance in that, that, you know, in all things, we know God is sovereign, that this mm. is not just, you know, these few good men who are fighting for a country, they didn't enter into this war you know, before they fully counted the cost and they were willing to go to the very end. Um, And even if things look bad, it doesn't mean the war is lost. You know, I think that, you know, these men are are men of God, that they're obeying God's will. And um, I, I have confidence that they know what they're doing. Well, we've never seen a spiritual awakening like we have in the last year in particular in North America. I think worldwide speaks to that. Yeah. You know, there is something happening in the spirit. And as Jesse and I said yesterday, you know, we felt something broke in the spirit. And I feel it still today. You know, my feelings have not changed on that. Doesn't mean we won't go through some tough times. Look, if there's a storm coming... You know, brace yourself. 
right? Right. But, yeah. but I think, you know, since we've brought out Elijah so many times in this episode, you know, think about when Elijah was, was with his servant Elisha and Elisha had looked out the window and saw this vast army that was standing against them. And what does Elijah do? He, he says, look again. And when Elisha looks ag- again, what does he see? He sees standing between them and this vast army is this, you know, myriads of myriads of angelic hosts, the, the hosts of God's army. And that's who we have on our side. And we have to remember that we're not in this fight alone. We have two-thirds of the angelic body that chose to stand with Christ, and they stand with us, you know? And we have to not forget that, that this war, it goes beyond what we can see with our physical eyes. We have to start seeing with our spiritual eyes as well. And Jesse, it's worth saying that two nights ago, that's exactly what you saw. That's right. That's exactly what I saw. And I'm somebody I, I usually, I do not see angels. You know, I was trained and I, I believe it was part of my calling that the Lord honed me in to the demonic army and to the enemy that I could know what they're always doing, um, you know, where they're stationed, where they're at. I I fully believe that, you know, was God's will. So you know, that's where I'm tuned in. And I rarely ever see, you know, the heavenly hosts. But when I tell you, I mean, it, it was so powerful that, I mean, these are not weak beings and they only do the will of God. Like, there's not a single one among them that think for themselves or that wrestle or struggle. These angels they know God's will and their whole, they live to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. End of story. There's no struggle for them. No wrestling, no debating. They're just are honed into God's will and fulfilling that. And not only do we have the numbers in the heavenlies, but they have God's plan. I think God's plan is probably yeah. a little bit brighter than the schemes of the devil. Right. Well, you know, it says it, you know, what does scripture say? It says all of creation waits in hopeful expectation for the revealing of the sons of God. So even these angelic beings are waiting with hopeful expectation. Like they can't wait till we attain to the full measure of Christ and we stand up, you know, in our positions in God's army Like they are just waiting for it. Like, you know, giddy children that are just like, yes, yes. You know, we're getting close to that time when all of God's sons are going to rise up against our enemy, you know, and it's going to be good. You know, this is the whole picture that they see. They see the end picture of a defeated foe and God's sons, you know, taking that final victory lap. Well, I see us even in the next year, like it just, I feel this feeling doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I feel that, you know, humanity is really going to jump up Mm -hmm. a number of levels, like not just a little bit. 
I'm talking quantum leap forward in, <laughs> in the next, you know, I'd say within a year. I, I feel it. I, if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. But yeah, how often does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> honest answer i'll be kind i won't answer on the show <laughs> thank you jesse who's right she is right all right so last order of business we're thank you for listening to the show by the way uh we really appreciate you joining us i hope you're uplifted by this and you're just prepared for a couple things you know by listening to this show um, we want to ask you for something uh, just at the end here. Um, as Of course, we always ask you to like, share, and subscribe. And hit the notification bell. It actually makes a difference. I, I know everyone has to say that to you, but it's because not a lot of people do hit it, and it does make a big difference. So we need to encourage you to hit the notification bell. But we want to reach out and uh, and ask you to help some people. And maybe we i'm gonna let jesse take over here in a second but we might not have 100 percent of the logistics set up at this moment but there are two real heroes in our movement they these guys are champions they're heroes they have risked their lives for everything and if you've been kind of in this truth movement and you know following whistleblowers and people who are exposing the dark trafficking secrets and stuff like that, then these would be names that you know for sure. We cannot mention their names right now on air, but these this is for real people. Right. And we can't mention their names because these people are being attacked on every front. Like they, they literally can't communicate. They can't get money in the regular channels. They can't withdraw from banks. They can't do anything. And they are being hurt big time. Their lives are threatened. Yeah. And there, there's two people that we really, really are going to need help for. And, you know, I was talking to Jesse right before we came on here. You know, when the enemy wants to move money around and stuff, he's clever. They create all kinds of shadow corporations and they have to move it to hear and to hear. And I said, what kind of existing infrastructure could we ask the listeners to donate for these two specific people? And, and literally their life could depend on you making a difference. I'm going to put up, all right. I, I'm going to put up, I'm committing to you on air that I will do it. Uh, but Jesse is, is there a way that you could think of just right now that we could facilitate this? Yeah, well, I think we had mentioned, you know, God's given us this ministry, Illuminate the Darkness. And um, so we've got a special, a couple special funds right now. Um, and because of these people's unique positions, um, you know, our ministry is willing to facilitate those funds. And we have ways that we're going to figure out to get these people these funds and this is for you know this is for their rent this is for their food their you know basic living supplies so this is not you know this isn't so they can go out and party that you know that's not their goal i mean these these two individuals they are daily in the trenches and you know we're talking one of them you know walks out of his house and he gets shot at so 
you know, these are the types of situations that, that they cut the, the brakes on their them. cars. Yeah, it, the know. enemy has them quartered. You know, they've had bombs on their cars. They've had their brakes cut. Um, you know, but we're, we're used to that type of, these guys are tough. That They're in the fight. They are sold out 100%. But one of the ta- tactics the enemy uses is that he will cut off all supply chains so that these individuals don't have a way they can't go out and make a living they you know now the enemy has cut off so that they can't even um access you know regular things that we have like you know paypal cash app different things like that um literally the enemy is cutting it off and then um to the point where you know like we said at the bank that um anybody who sends the money the enemy's tracking then and blocking any payments that would come a second time from those individuals. So, you know, literally the enemy's cutting off every supply chain. Why? Because they want to take them out. They want to kill them. Um, They want to shut them up and silence them and keep these warriors from being in the trenches. So, um, you know, you would know these people. And um, so we're just asking, you know, we're going to, we'll call it for the champions. So if you don't Can you make it more specific, the two champions, the two champions. Yep. Okay. So we're uh, going to have to send a note over to, to do that. And and we're going to have to be just bear in mind, like this isn't a 501 C three thing. We're going to have to be right. real creative. We're going to have to be clever to, to do this. And right. it's going to so take a lot of work. You, yeah, so I know I had people, you know, who was helping with with some of my situation. Um, so, you know, people in my ministry have put out, you know, my PayPal, my Cash App, um, you know, my Patreon, um, our Illuminate the Darkness um, PO box. So if you send funds through any of those ways and you just put either for the two or the two two champions we will make sure that gets to them. And, you know, like I said, this is pretty desperate at the moment. So, um, you know, we, we need to stand shoulder and shoulder with these people. Um, you know, there's just no exceptions in that. We can't allow two people who have served in such a way um, to fall by the wayside and not have the help that they need in their time of need. And, you know, our ministry of Illuminate, um, particularly with the veterans, we have a phrase, you know, uh, serving those who served. And these people are serving beyond our country. You know, they're serving the people of our country and they're serving God. They're doing what God called them to do. So we're just going to plainly put it out there. And, um, you know, just about a couple weeks ago, um, one of our team members, V, wrote this amazing song. Um, she dedicated it to our president and to those who are serving our country. So um, I think Jeff had that ready and was going to play this amazing song. And, and this really iterates, you know, not just these two champions' hearts, and their lives, but um, all those who are serving our country right now. 
And it's worth mentioning this person is an avid listener of the program. She's a great supporter. She's in Jesse's ministry, uh, does so much stuff behind the scenes. I've mentioned her on this before, but she goes under the name V Rays. And you can just look it up on the internet. Uh, Rays is spelled R E Y E S. She is a brilliant artist. Her husband is in the ministry. He's done a lot of the videos that are on illuminatethedarkness.com so visit illuminatethedarkness.com and illuminate your mind but we're going to just play this uh this video on the way out uh by the way if you're listening on podcast uh there's some great images that go with it but it isn't an artist performance video it's just patriotic images but the song itself is really brilliant and you're going to be moved by it you're going to love this it's a great way to wrap up the show so in fact well, let me just actually let me click it. Do one more thing. V just um, we have a new um, merchandise store on teespring.com, and I'll put some links on my Twitter for that. But you can look up, I think it's under Illuminate the Darkness 2 is our store on there, um, and that's the number two. Um, but V, I had just asked her to design a very special shirt with a specific phrase. And the phrase, you know, the Lord had told me, I never ask him to go bigger. So it's got this beautiful silhouette of a little girl dancing in all of these dandelion seeds that are blowing. And it says, you could go bigger. So we're asking God to go big in this situation. And, um, you know, if you're interested, go check out that shirt. Some of those funds are going to be um, going to help these two champions. So, you know, let's go big on this. Amen. And this is a big song. So <laughs> here it is. It's called No Greater Love by V. Rays.
this may be the last time you'll see me for a while. A lot of very, very rich enemies, but they are not happy with what I'm doing. But I figure we have one chance to do it, and no other president's going to do what I do. gives a list at the end there. Um, if you want to pause just for one second, uh, maybe we could read the names of, of, she mentions a whole bunch of patriots, whistleblowers, and alternative media um, who stand for truth and justice. Um, she has my name, uh, Cisco Wheeler, uh, veteran Cody Snodgrass, Paul A. Bossini, Lynn Wood, uh, survivor Fiona Barnett, survivor Cheryl Beck, um, Kathy Fox, um, whistleblower Nate Kane, uh, David Zublick, uh, Fourth 5D, um, General Flynn, uh, veteran Field McConnell, survivor Kathy O'Brien, survivor Sarah Ashcroft, 
Survivor Arizona Wilder, um, strong person in the fight, Timothy Holmseth, and Task Force and Command Post, uh, Jeanette Ospard, and um, of course our, you know, Tom with the Immortals that we've brought on and Vigilant Citizen are some to name a few. All champions, so. Amen. Although, you know, when I was watching that, Jesse, I thought, if you're listening on Podbean, you didn't see that video. Actually, the images are so strikingly good. Uh, yeah. The link for this broadcast is always in the Podbean as well. Even if you just fast forward, watch the last little bit, or just search for V-Rays on, uh, on YouTube and check it out. Uh, but when we were talking about the champions, I'm just going to close with this. So those names that were listed there, the the two champions we're looking at are known names like those names. It's mm -hmm. it's that caliber of 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 people that we're asking to help. And you'd think, oh, but they're big names. They oh no 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 no, they really need your help. I'm going to help them. I'm going to ask you to join us. Um, and and listen, I hope you don't mind. From time to time, we do ask for your help on these things. Look, we're trying to make a difference in the world. Um, if you can help, then uh, let's do it together. Anyways, you've been listening to Right On Radio. Thank you for being with us. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. <laughs>